Welcome to my Pirkei Avot Shi'ur. It's a pleasure to have you back. We're going to look at Mishnah Yud Beis in Perik Beis, the 12th Mishnah of the second Perik of Pirkei Avot. Rabbi Yossi Oimer, Rabbi Yossi was a Kayin. Rabbi Yossi was one of the great Tanoim. Do you know what he was known for? He was known for his Tzidkus. He was known for his righteousness. He wasn't necessarily the most practical person. He may have been very practical. That's not what he was known for. He wasn't known because he was a great orator. He may have been a great orator. That's not what he was known for. He was known for being a tzaddik. He was known for being a very, very righteous individual. He was exceptionally righteous. He always strove for truth. He was. He excelled in the uh, in the mila of chasidus. Today we always think of Hasidim as people who wear Strymel and Bekesha, but that's not what it means in the context of the Talmud. A Hasid is somebody who wants to do more than is expected of him. That was Rabbi Yossi. He epitomized this concept of doing Hatoiv HaYosha and Lifnim Mishuras Hadin. That was the type of person he was. And why did he do it? Because he loved Hashem. He loved his faith, he loved the people of his faith, and he loved the world, he was positive. And he knew that in order to be the best human being, it's not good enough just to do that which you have to do. You have to do more than you have to do. You have to do something which is greater than who you are as an individual or within the community that you belong to. You have to make sure that you excel and that you have surprised people with how perfect your execution of whatever it is, the task that you are doing. And he was known as a chassid. So we're going to say three things in this Mishnah that kind of summarize the type of person that Rabbi Yossi was. Your friend's momain. What is momain? Do you know what the word momain means? The word momain means in English we, we usually refer to it as money or cash. But momain is not just momain in terms of cash. It's physical, material possessions. The things that belong to others should be as precious to you as the things that belong to you. Everybody has the things that, that, that they are their things. You have your clothes, you have your car, you have your books. You have your plates, you have your silverware, you have your house, you have all the things that you consider to be yours. And if you, if you came out of shul one morning and you saw that somebody was kicking your car and denting your car, you'd run to the car and you'd say, excuse me, sir, what do you think you're doing? You're kicking my car, you're damaging my car. Can I have your name? Can I have your number? You know, you want to make sure that your possessions are well taken care of. Now, imagine you saw somebody kicking someone else's car oh well maybe you'd say oh, listen i don't need to get involved it's not my problem somebody else the person who, who that car belongs to can worry about that it's not my my issue i i don't want to get into a fight says rabbi yoisi keshelach. why is it that you only get offended upset concerned disturbed when it's your things that are being destroyed, but when it's other people's things that are getting destroyed, you're not bothered. No, 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 says Rabbi Yossi. If you want to be a good person, if you want to be true to who you need to be, 
make sure that everybody's possession have the same value to you as your own possessions. It is essential, it is important, and don't dismiss it now. You may think to yourself, I, I know people who don't really care about their possessions. They're not so bothered if somebody's kicking their car when they come out of shore. You may think to yourself, okay, so for such people, they don't need to care if other people's possessions are being disturbed and destroyed either. So we have a wonderful anecdote. It's a vignette in the Torah. Do you remember that Yaakov Avinu, when he was faced with the imminent threat from Esau, his brother, who he thought was about to kill him, Vayishlach Yaakov Malochim, do you remember that parsha where Yaakov prepared himself in anticipation of meeting Esau for the first time? In so many years, decades, he hadn't seen his brother. And the last time he saw him, his brother had said, I'm going to kill you. And then he went over the Mavra Yabok. He went over the stream to fetch a few little bits and pieces that he'd left behind. You know what the Mepharshim say? Why did he need to fetch those things? They weren't really valuable. It was a few bits and pieces he'd left behind. A bit of crockery, a bit of cutlery, a few boxes of things that if he would have left them behind, I'm sure he could have found them wherever he was going. He didn't really need them. The Mepharshim say there's no such thing. If Hashem gives you a possession, you must value it. If Hashem gives you something, don't say it's not important. Ah, I don't care what happens to it. What are you talking about? Hashem gave you a gift. You merited to have this material possession in this world. That must be the will of God. And if it's the will of God, you must make sure to take care of it, says Rabbi Yossi. If it is your duty to take care of your material possessions, don't imagine that someone else's material possessions are not important. They are as important as your own. In the same way as God gave you possessions and made sure that you have the things that you need and that you have the things that you want, he gave it to other people. And those God's possessions, as it were, that he gave to others should be equally important to you as they are to them. That is a, um, an attribute of tzidkus, of righteousness, and we should all try and aspire to that attribute. And he continues, Make sure that you make every effort to study Torah. Now, people think to themselves, you know, I'm not going to be the greatest Talmud Chochem. You know, I don't have time. Of course, I love studying Torah. You know, when the rabbi gives a shir, I always make sure to go at least once a month, even though he gives it every week. And I, I, I open a page of Chumash and sometimes Gemara, and I've looked inside. I once read a book by Art Scroll, and next week I heard there's a fantastic book coming out. I know someone is going to buy it. I might borrow it from them and read it if I've got time. And if I don't, I'll read it next year. And they think that is the extent of the effort that they need to put in to studying Torah and to be immersed in Torah, says Rabbi Yosiakoin, uh-uh, that's not enough. That's not what you have to be. You have to be a person who is haskein atzmach lilmoy Torah. You have to put yourself out to study Torah. You have to do something that's actually going to cause you a bit of pain, a bit of suffering, a bit of difficulty, a bit of challenge. Make sure that when you study Torah, it's not just because it's convenient and you can fit it in between engagements. That's not called studying Torah. You have to make sure that the study of Torah is something that infringes on all the parts of your life that you like doing. 
It's not just something that is an add-on. It's not a hobby for you when it is convenient. It has to be something that is front and centre of your life, even if it means making sacrifices. Why? She'eno Yerusha loch. There's no such thing as a person who's inherited Torah. Somebody might say, do you know, I don't need to study Torah so much. Do you know why? My father's a Talmud Chochem. And my grandfather was one of the biggest rabbis. Do you know, I'm descended from some of the greatest rabbis of all time. By the way, it's not good enough. It's not good enough to be descended from a rabbi because that doesn't make you a rabbi. And it's not good enough to be descended from somebody who's studied a lot and knows a lot because it means you know nothing unless you've studied it as well. Says Rabbi Yossi HaKoyen, She'eno Yerusha Loch. The ability of a person to be a Talmud Chochem has nothing whatsoever to do with the fact that they were born into a home where there was study of Torah. It requires your own personal investment. It requires you to make the effort that you need to make in order to be the Torah scholar that you need to be based on what you have learned and what you have studied and what you know. The fact that there's somebody in your home who may be very knowledgeable in Torah, that's not an excuse for you to say, it's not for me, I haven't got time, but it's okay because I can always knock on their door and they'll have the answer. It's not good enough. You need to have the answer. You need to be the scholar. I remember we're going to come to it when we, when we study it here in Pirkei Ovas. Asei l'chorav. I think we did it already. Asei l'chorav. You should make a rav for yourself. I remember Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach once told me. Asei l'chorav. Make yourself. Asei l'chor. To you, yourself. Make yourself into a rav. Make yourself into somebody who's knowledgeable and informed and has put in the effort. Do you know the 10,000 hour rule? Have you ever heard of the 10,000 hour rule? If you want to be an expert at anything, make sure that you've invested at least 10,000 hours of your life into it. What, why 10,000 hours? Look it up, you can Google it. 10,000 hours because the average working year is 2,000 hours. If you invest five full working years into a particular subject, you will become an expert. You will own it. You must own Torah. Says Rabbi Yosiakoyen, become a 10,000 hour Torah person. Do you know how? Make sure that your time, all of your time that is available to you, that you're going to invest it in becoming a greater Torah scholar than you are at the moment. Eventually, you will become a real Torah scholar. Until then, you'll be an aspiring Torah scholar. You'll be somebody who's associated with Torah scholarship. But it's important. Why? Because you don't inherit it. You don't drink it in with your mother's milk. And it's not something that you're just going to get by osmosis. It's not something you can pick up because it's a free gift in your cereal box. Torah is something that you have to work for, that you have to put effort into, and it's something that, unless you put effort into it, it will never come to you. And finally, the Chom Asecha Yihu L'Shem Shamayim. I think that this possibly is the most important thing of all. You know, there's a lot of people who do a lot of good things, but they have so many other motivations. They have so many other distracting 
motivations when they do something. There's people who give charity because they want to be recognized as being very charitable. Charitable. There's people who study Torah because they want people to say, you know, you're so fantastic. What a scholar you are. You know so much. There's people who dress nicely and who do nice things because they want people to say to them, you are fantastic. You look great. You are great. Do it. L'shem shamayim. Do you know why you must be healthy? Because it gives you greater, greater strength to be an Evet Hashem, to be a servant of God. The reason you must be fit and healthy is not because then people can point at you and say, look, there's a fit and healthy person. What a fantastic person. Look how great they look. Look how wonderful they are. That's not the reason. The reason is you should be a better person, better prepared to be an Evet Hashem. Do you know why you should be a Torah scholar? Not so that people can congratulate you or compliment you because you are so marvelous, but because that is your true avdus in terms of your relationship with God. You must be a Torah scholar because that's what God demands of you. That's what God expects of you. Now, it could be that if you are a Torah scholar, the people are going to say to you, you're marvelous, you're knowledgeable, it's fantastic. That's an add-on, it's an extra. But if that is your motivation, you're making a big mistake. This is true tzitkas, this is what Rabbi Yossi is saying. And if you're a person who's charitable, who does good deeds, of course, it's wonderful to be complimented. And by the way, it's a great thing that there are those who compliment others who do charitable work because it encourages those who are not necessarily motivated by the highest motives to give charity. And they perhaps wouldn't give charity if they weren't motivated by personal gain of some sort. However, Rabbi Yosiah Cohen is a tzaddik. He's, a, he's somebody who is motivated because he wants to be a chosid. The mal of chasidus, of lifnim mishura sadin. That's not, he's not talking about, the, of course, if you do a mitzvah, you've done the mitzvah, you've studied Torah, you've studied Torah. And, it, you know, that's something that you've done and no one can take it away from you. You've given charity. Of course, you get the merit for giving charity. But if you want to do it properly, of course, perke ovus is something that talks about Jewish ethics, the highest uh, morale, uh, moral duty of a Jew is to be the best that they can be. How can I be the best way that I can be? I must be a person who does everything l'shem shomayim. I must work on myself that when I do something, even if I'm going to get credit for it, even if people are going to tell me I'm fantastic for having achieved this particular thing, nevertheless, my motivation, my aspiration, the reason I am doing it has to be l'shem shomayim. That is the legacy of Rabbi Yossi HaKoyen. That is the legacy here in Pirkei Ovos of Rabbi Yossi, teaching us how important it is to make sure that whatever we do, we do L'Shem Shomayim. And these are the three things that Rabbi Yossi teaches us. The first is treat other people's possessions as if they are your own. The second thing is that you must study hard when you study Torah. Don't expect it to come to you simply because you are in an environment of Torah. You yourself have to make the effort if you're ever going to be knowledgeable in Torah, a Torah scholar. And finally, make sure that whatever you do, that your aspiration, what you, uh, underpins it, the fundamental aspect of it is L'Shem Shamayim. Not that you're doing it for some other motive, that you're doing it for something which is other then your devotion and dedication to your mission on this world, which is to be closer to Hashem. Do it, L'Shem Shomayim. We'll leave it here for today. Thank you.